Well, um, of course, it is New Year's Eve. We've kind of we started a series earlier this month, kind of segueing into the new year, uh, called "Doing His Will." And so I'm going to stay in there because it's it's very you know appropriate for where we are, and especially like I said when we started this, it's kind of like you know sometimes right when you're turning into the new year, you know we talk about some of these things, but felt like we were just ramping up and like you see a turn coming and we're banking into it. So we've been talking about these things for several weeks. They have some specific um, on my heart this morning to, to touch on related to this. So let's look at Hebrews 13 verse 20. Hebrews 13 verse 20. <clears throat> it says, Now may the God of peace who brought up our Lord Jesus from the dead, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you complete in every good work to do his will, working in you what is well-pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. So may God, uh, and it says some other things about God, verse 21, make you complete in every good work, what? To do his will. Working in you, what is well-pleasing in his sight. Through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. In the NLT, it says, uh, may God, may he equip you with all you need for doing his will. May he produce in you through the power of Jesus Christ every good thing that is pleasing to him. All glory to him forever and ever. So, He's equipping you for everything you need to do His will, and then may He produce in you, through the power of Jesus Christ, every good thing that is pleasing to Him. So it's about Him. It's about what He wants. It's about His will. In the Amplified Classic, it says, strengthen, so may God, in verse 20, may God, and then verse 21, strengthen, complete, perfect, and make you what you ought to be. And equip you with everything good that you may carry out His will. While He Himself works in you and accomplishes that which is pleasing in His sight through Jesus Christ the Messiah. So may He strengthen, complete, perfect you, make you what you ought to be. Equip you with everything that you may carry out His will. You know, as we segue into 2024, popular time to... People set New Year's resolutions. Nothing wrong with that, you know. It's a, it's a, it's a marking of time. You know, it's a, you know, some. We can have different time periods. You know, a lot of companies they do their fiscal year offset from the, the calendar year. Now maybe it's, um, you know, starting in the fall or maybe starting halfway through the year, but whatever we're doing, there's there's time periods. It's uh, the calendar is a way to mark time and. So a lot of individuals are looking to the, the calendar year to say, hey, I'm going to do this differently this year. Take inventory. Look at what we ought to, what, what do we, what should, what do we ought to be? What are, you know, God here, or the Bible here is saying that, that pray that, um, or that writer of Hebrews, pray that you would be what you ought to be, that God would help you be what you ought to be. Well, what's the standard of what you ought to be? It's what he says in his word and then for your life specifically, my life specifically. So it's not somebody else's standard. It's not somebody else's to-do list that, you know, we get on Instagram or somebody says, I'm doing this. Well, great. 
um, does that apply to me? You know, that's what we should ask ourselves. Does that apply to me? Because it's about what he wants us to do. It's not really, you, you, there's all kinds of things you could set your energies to this year. Uh, many things, right? You, there's different aspects of life or activities that you can say, I'm going to do such and such and put a lot of training and energy to it, a lot of reading. The question we ought to be asking ourselves, though, does, is it what I ought to be doing as it relates to him? Because there's things that aren't sin, aren't bad, but has nothing to do with you running your race or me running my race. But for some people, it's absolutely what they need to be doing. You know, you may be training for something specifically physically or an activity or I'm going to get this degree or, you know, I'm going to learn this, this uh, skill or this instrument or whatever. You could spend hours and hours doing something. Some people are like, it's a, I put this off long enough. I'm going to do this. Well, we can't take what we're going to do and focus on from what somebody else's to-do list is. Maybe that's exactly what they ought to do. And maybe that's glorifying God in their life. But for us, it's just baggage. And the day we'll just get a skill that is not going to be used for what we're doing. And at the end of the day, then, it's not sin, but it's not helpful. Well, who, how do you determine that? You got you, you to gotta look to Him. No, we're not talking about... We, we ought not to do anything that the Word of God tells us we shouldn't do. You don't have to pray about it. If it says don't do it, you just say, yes, sir, not doing that, not touching that. Only things that are going to help. But then generally with doing His will, what is His will? Well, you got to have a relationship with Him, and we have to be led by the Spirit of God. We're going to have to know personally how to determine uh, what we need to do. The good news is He is so merciful and gracious and patient, and He helps us. And He knows how to communicate with us where we're at. You don't have to look at somebody else and, you know, be somebody else. And you, The thing is, you can't walk in somebody else's grace, and you can't hear God like somebody else hears God. You, you're where you're at. I'm where I'm at. And the, the fact is, God's smart enough that He knows that. And He, he can communicate with us. He'll get it across to us where we're at. What's the key? We got to be open to him. Open to do whatever he wants us to do. See, if we already shut off certain things, well, I'm not doing that and that. You're not in a position to hear. I'm not in a position to hear. We got to be willing to hear whatever. Got to be willing to hear no on some things. It's not saying that that's not God's will for you, but if you're not willing to hear no, you're not really listening to God. You, you got a preconceived idea. I have a preconceived idea. we got to be willing to hear yes on certain things that maybe we're like, I don't, want, I don't want a yes on that. But nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done, anything. I'm putting it on the table. Now you can actually, the, the, the first one of the first steps to actually hearing from him is to just yield to him and put whatever on the table. Now you know you're willing, now you can, uh, he can direct you and guide you. And don't get uptight about that. He's a good God. You know, some, sometimes religiously, because we've heard religion, we have this idea that if you really yield to God, he's going to tell you to do something you don't want to do at all. That's never going to fulfill you. But, you know, you just got to suffer for Jesus. Now, there is a suffering for God. I'm not saying that everything's always going to be easy, 
But at the end of the day, what God has asked you to do is the best possible pathway for you. And will be the most fulfilling, and when all the dust settles, you'll be so thankful you did what he asked you to do. There's nothing you could dream up that's better. So let's just put that idea aside. Okay, because we live in a world that tells you you got to figure it out, and you, you, you do what, what is, makes you happy. <clears throat> it's the wrong path. You do what pleases him. You know, he said... Strength and complete, and, and if you put that verse up again, strength and complete, perfect, and make you what you ought to be, and equip you with everything good that you may carry out His will. While He Himself works in you and accomplishes that which is pleasing in His sight. That doesn't mean it won't please me or please you, but it means that's, that's the priority, I please in Him. And so he's going to give us direction and guidance to do that. Let's look at Psalm 32, verse 8. It says, I will instruct you. I love this verse, <clears throat> and I'll, I'll read it in my favorite version of it here in a minute. But it says, I will, instruct, I will instruct you and teach you in the way that you should go. I will guide you with my eye. Verse 9, do not be like the horse or like the mule, which have no understanding, which must be harnessed with bit and bridle, else they will not come near you. So that second part in verse 9 says, don't be like the horse or the mule that needs something in their mouth or harnessed in order to come near. Don't be that way. Do it on your own. In other words, don't make God force you. Just go to him and say, God, whatever you want. Because if we really believe he's good and his ways are good, then you don't need him to force you into the, the way to do his will. If you really believe he's good, you, you, you believe that what he has for you is the best thing. So we don't need to be afraid there. See, Satan will take advantage there, try to keep you away from what God has for you when actually that's the most fulfilling thing that you could do. That first part, verse 8, says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will guide you with my eye. In the Amplified Classic, verse 8 says, I, the Lord, will instruct you and teach you in the way that you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. In the Living Bible, this is the one I really like, it says, I will instruct you, says the Lord, and guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and watch your progress. This is God saying this to us. He says, I will instruct you and guide you along the best pathway for your life. He, you know, the other ones say the way that you should go. Well, God's not confused. You know, what you ought to be, the way you should go. Well, he knows. So that's the best way. That's the best pathway for your life, for my life. We have one life. What we do matters. Our decisions matter. It's going to affect our future. And we want that pathway to be his will, doing his will. He knows that, and we need to know it. And we need to yield to Him. And so, as we yield to Him, 
He's going to instruct us. He said it right here. I'm going to read other verses. He's going to instruct. You don't have to worry. This is, this is not a thing. You go into God and go, God, I just want to serve you, but God just won't tell me. That's not true. That's not, that does not happen. We should back up a little bit and say, Lord, I'm yielded to you. Now, you said you'd instruct me. Now, Lord, number one, whatever. Because see, that you're not going to hear if you already decided you basically want him to tell you this, this, this area right here. I want this decision. So I'm not, I don't want to hear anything about anything else. You tell me this is right. You put your stamp, approval, stamp of approval on what I've determined. That's not the same as he can't instruct you on that. If he's got something else, even if he had what you, say, what you think you want, you need to be open to anything else so he can truly tell you this is what you're supposed to do. And only when you've done that will you actually know that that is the right thing because you've opened up to anything else. And so he will instruct you. Everybody say, God will instruct me. Say, I am his child. He loves me. And He will instruct me. Period. He will. Now, He knows how to talk to you. He knows how to talk to me. He's not confused about it. Not like some people that will just talk at, tell everybody the same and treat everybody the same, and you know they're not communicating at all. God knows in infinite detail what we've come from, what we can hear, what we understand, what we see, and He knows exactly, if we're open, how to get it across to us like no one else on the, on, certainly no person, nobody else on the planet. God is infinite, and so if we're open, He will instruct us. But we need to be open. And then He'll instruct us. It says, I will instruct you, if you can put that up again, I will instruct you, says the Lord, and guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you, I will advise you, and I'll watch your progress. I'll watch your progress. You know, do you know that God's watching us? I mean, yeah, we're duh. He, know. he is not just off in the distance like, hey, check in, and then 20 years later, hey, how's it going? Oh, my goodness, you ended up where? I told you 20 years ago. No, He is watching our progress and advising us. It says His eye is upon us. I remember one um, instructor I had first year, he was friends with some other, we knew some people from a long time ago, and he was friends with them, and so we were having lunch with them, and he was there. One of my instructors at Rama didn't really know this gentleman at that time, but we were just talking, and um, I think it was at that time or a little bit later, you know, we were just getting in, we kind of told our story and what we were doing, and he says, uh, he says, people, we're watching you. People, we're watching how you, how you do things. You know, watching your progress. Do you know God is watching us? And He knows exactly where we're at. He's not aloof. He's not off, you know, in the distance. Doesn't care about you or me. So sometimes we don't, we wouldn't say it that way, but you can get just involved in life and you just kind of think, you know, you're just muddling down here, you know, where's God or is He instructing me or 
you know, he tells, evidently speaks with other people, but wh- what am I supposed to do? All that, it might feel like that at times, but that is religion. That's not what the Bible says. So if we're going to hear from him, then we need to hook up with what the Bible says. And then we need to believe that's what's going on. When you understand God has never gone anywhere and He's watching you and He's there to instruct you and guide you and advise you, that that just changes life. Every day you get up, it's not like you're on autopilot. God's watching you. God's there to advise you. He's there to direct you what? In what you ought to do. And His plan, the best pathway for your life, He says He's going to advise you and watch your progress. In Psalm 33, verse 18, it says, Behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear Him, on those who hope in His mercy. In the Amplified Classic, it says, Behold, the Lord's eye is upon those who fear Him, who revere and worship Him with awe, who wait for Him and hope in His mercy and loving kindness. In the the Living Bible, it says, the eyes of the Lord are watching over those who fear Him, like we just read, to revere worship. That doesn't mean you're scared of Him. It means you honor Him. You revere Him. You worship Him. In other words, you're open to Him. You do what He says. It says the eyes of the Lord are watching over those who, are, who fear Him, who rely upon His steady love. He will keep them from death even in times of famine. Those who rely on His steady love, like He's watching you, He's advising you, He's there, He's there, He's there, He's there, and He's watching us to just guide us on the best pathway for our life constantly. Whatever we're in the middle of, there's always, you know, even if you got detoured a little bit, He's there to say, to get you back. You realize God has more than one plan. (coughs) Excuse me. As far as he's got his perfect plan, but you know, he knows what we're going to choose to do, and he, he will lead us and guide us, and if we, if we made a detour, he can help get us back on. Thank God for that, otherwise I think all of us would be done. I don't think anybody's going to stand up and say, I have walked the, pan, the plan to perfection. I've not missed it one, one time. Well, we can help you with that afterwards. We can go and talk because you got a different problem if you're in that category. It's called pride. You're not seeing clearly. Well, I don't think anybody, nobody in here is standing up doing I don't think anybody online is standing up saying, I've, I've done it perfect. You can just probably look not too distant past to realize we didn't walk everything perfectly. Thank God for His mercy. Notice the way this says it, that he's, His eye is on those who fear Him. We don't have to put it up, but back in the original verses, it says those who hope in His mercy, those who rely on His steady love. In other words, God, is His eye is on you. He's watching you to direct you in His perfect plan for your life, the best plan for your life. He's there to watch you, advise you, and He is steady, loving us, advising us, being merciful to us, the key is that we honor Him and revere Him and worship Him and humble ourselves before Him. And then, yeah, you don't set out to see how big of a mess you can make of your life, but 
you're, you're hoping in his mercy that as you walk, that he is there to help you stay on that path to do his will. So if we'll humble ourselves before him, then he's there to help us. But he is watching us continually. He never, he, and he doesn't ever sleep. So all the time, every day of your life, before you were even born, God's eyes been on you. Through every circumstance you've ever gone through, any hard time, any circumstance when we were, you know, doing stupid stuff, we weren't glorifying God, His eye was on us. And he knows what we ought to be. God's a faith God. He knows where we ought to be. So even in the middle when we're not there and we're in the process of being becoming what we ought to be, he still sees us as we ought to be. And he, he loves us. Part of you know, the definition of love, we're not going to take time to turn there, but in 1 Corinthians uh, 13, 4 through 8, but love never gives up. Love always believes the best. Never fails. That means never ceases. That's God. So as we're coming into 2024, as a backdrop, we know God is watching us. God is there to advise us, to help us. Now, we need to re revere Him. We need to humble ourselves. We need to say, God, as I come in to this year, what, what would you have me to do? What what is it that I ought to be? What do I need to change now? What do I need to come up now? Because you can't change everything at once. You ever found that out? It's like a waiter coming out with, you know, all these. If you overload, you just drop everything. Better to do what you actually can do. He knows what we need to change. He knows what we ought to be, and He knows the best pathway to get us there. Amen? Amen. See, you know, <clears throat> the world want, the world also, it'll, it'll uh, sometimes put stuff before you that you'll end up, if you try certain ways of going about stuff, you're going to end up going too fast, and then you're not going to get anywhere. God's not in a hurry. He's never in a hurry. So he, he, he'll, he'll tell you what you need to do so that, you, you know, uh, <clears throat> you can try to take shortcuts to get places, but oftentimes they actually take longer in life. It might work, you know, GPS if you actually know a better, faster way to go, but even then, sometimes you think something's faster and you end up slower because it looked better on the GPS, but actually there was something there you didn't know about. So with God, if, if we'll just listen to Him, he'll, get, he'll put the right steps in order that may seem slower to you, but, but at the end of the day, it's better, faster, stronger, more resilient, and solid because He knows that right path. You're getting advised by Him. So it's fine to look to get input from sources 
you know, godly sources, but what you're looking at is not trying to take something holistically from somebody else and what God told them. What you're looking at is, is there any part of this that God would quicken to me as part of my path and what I ought to be? Again, we're not talking about there's things in the Bible generally we're all supposed to be. We're talking about, though, what is God emphasizing in our life and what, what does He want us to be and, and uh, come up in for this time in our life. <clears throat> and there's different times in our life. There's different seasons. Right now, He may have you emphasizing certain things that you need to emphasize and you need to get strong in or you need to get trained in or whatever. You don't have to do everything now. Five years from now, you may be doing something else that He's emphasizing, but if you don't take time to get something solid now, you're not going to be in the position to get that next thing solid. So just do what He's telling you to do now. He's advising you for the best pathway for your life. Don't look at what somebody else is doing. And they might be in a different season than you, and you say, well, I want to be there. The, the question is, what is God telling you to do? Because He already knows. That might be the best thing, but they're in a different season than you. That might be the best thing for them. But if you did that, you're going to get out of order, and when something's coming across your path, you're not going to be ready for it because you decided to do something else. Now, God's mercifully can help you, but the more we're just relying on Him and knowing He's watching everything, sometimes you can feel like, yeah, but look at this is what's happening in somebody else's life. Everybody on Instagram's posting about this. What, you know, God, God, where's mine? You know, like when I was uh, when I was graduated from college, you know, I had a house, I had a job, I wanted to be married. That was the next step that I wanted. Well, I didn't I didn't see any prospects, you know, in the church or anywhere else. But in due season, in the fullness of time, Shelley came to Lincoln to do a music workshop, and I remember we went out to lunch, um, you know, with the pastors that Sunday. It was on Mother's Day. She spoke on Mother's Day, did the music workshop on Saturday, and I'm having lunch with this person, and, you know, we get along well. And, um, you know, but you got to walk it out, get to know her. So we did. But, you know, there's other people that, hey, they're in different places than I was, and I wanted to be at that place. Well, I'm thankful that she showed up when she did, and I married her. Amen. You, don't, you don't look to what somebody else is doing. Because I'll say this, I mean, there, there was a girl that I, I dated in college, and um, she became a new Christian, but we were not, we, and, 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 you know, my friend, well, I, I, I was like, I knew pretty quick, I, I don't, it's not going to go anywhere in my heart. But if I looked on the external, I mean, my friends were like, what are you, stupid? <laughs> it's pretty, she's smart, she, you know, what, you know, and they, not that it was godly advice, but it's like on the outward, and I had trouble with that be honest with you. I knew early on, I don't, this is not where I need to go. This is not for me because I knew in my heart we weren't equally yoked. In other words, you can't just get somebody that's a Christian. You need to get somebody that's going to be running your, life, your race with you 
you're doing your, the, God's will for your life, and they're doing God's will for their life, and these will overlap to where you can do your joint will for your life. And you don't just do that with your head. And then on the inside, I knew this is not it. But, you know, then I saw so I'm like, this is not it. And we're breaking up. And then the next Friday, I don't have a date or anything. Well, so then we keep talking and go back and forth like this for way too long. I'm just telling you, that was my experience. But it was, it was not the, that was not the right time, trying to wedge something in there that's not right. Well, don't do that. You could do that with any area. What, what's God's will? Don't try to make it work in your life when it's, if it's not the right time, if it's not God, could be a relationship, could be a job, could be a business thing, could be, you know, any number of things, just follow peace and know he's watching and he's advising and just walk with him and you'll be on the right pathway and you don't, you don't have to get uptight about it. You don't have to compare yourself with anybody else. God's so good. He'll just, he'll just walk with us and help us as we go. Second Chronicles 16 verse 9 says, for the, Lord, for the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. Notice, the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth. What is he doing? He's looking. For what? To show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. So whose heart is after him. He's looking for that. He's looking for you to trust Him. He's looking for you to just honor Him. God, God does not look at external appearance. He doesn't look at your abilities, skills. God can equip you. We read that initially. He's going to equip you for what you ought to be. He needs your heart. He need, you need to do, be willing to do His will. And if you do that, He's already got the rest figured out. You don't need to figure that out. Now, how are you going to figure it out? You're going to walk with him, be willing to do whatever, and he's going to advise you, and he's going to instruct you, and he's going to be able to do it step by step as you listen to him, as I listen to him, and it's going to be, you just look back step after step and, and realize, well, that was the right thing. Well, that was right too. Wow. God, you're so good. Well, he knows. He knows so much more than we do. I mean, that's a joke to even say it that way. He knows infinitely more than we do. But we have to believe that and trust it. Know He's watching us. And then you don't got it. You can get out of your head. We'll close with this. Proverbs 3, verse 5, familiar verse of Scripture to some. It says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct your paths. <coughs> Excuse me. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct your paths. Does that sound like instructing you, advising you? What do you got to do first? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. 
Don't lean on your own path. Don't lean on your own plan. Don't lean. That doesn't mean you don't use your brain, but it's got to be submitted to Him. Doesn't mean you don't get any input from any place. Doesn't mean you don't get an education in different areas if God wants you to. But it's got to be submitted to what He wants you to do because what He wants you to do, what He has for you is the right way. We may catch up to that later with our understanding, but if we'll trust Him first, then we'll be on the right path. You're not limited by what you know. It says, lean not on your own understanding. We ought to know. I mean, the further we go in life, we ought to know that our understanding is limited. So why would you make that the determining factor? Because that changes all the time. Should. We should understand more now than we did a year ago. Well, God understands it all right now. So why wait for my understanding to catch up? Just do what He said, and then we'll, we'll figure it out later. That's okay. But verse 6, in all your ways acknowledge Him. In all your ways, acknowledge Him. So see, He's watching you all the time. He's there to advise you all the time. So we ought to look to Him all the time. Then we can partake and benefit from His advising us and watching us all the time. In other words, there's never a time where He checks out and He's letting us just drift. He is always there to instruct us. Acknowledge Him at every step. God, is this still right? Don't, don't start assuming. I would say this right now, don't assume what you're supposed to do in 2024. We don't know what the 2024 landscape's going to look like. Yeah. You don't know. I don't know. You remember walking into 2020? Did that turn out like anybody thought it was going to turn out? 2020 at the beginning. Pretty soon everything is turned on its head and life forever in the world is different. Well, I'm not saying there's anything like that in 2024. I don't know. But God does. God knows. I'll tell you, that, I'll just give you an example. This is very natural, but the God leads it this way. You know, we had, uh, we had to, um, you know, Brianna moved to, to college in 2019 and so, you know, we sent a car with her. So our car situation's different. You know, going into 2020, and we had to juggle some stuff, you know, just life changes. And so I'm having to, and I was going into the fall of 2020, 19, and, um, you know, we had to, we got one vehicle and looking at a different vehicle. And I, one thing in the background was take care of this other vehicle, get it. And I'm thinking, well, you know, I can do that at a different time. Why? Why is that like something that keeps coming up? Is that just me? And I'm like, I don't, I don't really want to spend that money. I don't need that. There's nothing. I check my heart because sometimes you can get, you know, I want this, and then you don't put God's stamp on it. But it was in the background. Why? Going to 20, but I kept writing it down. I was like, I think I need to just get that taken care of. Go into 2020. And we were looking, and I had been looking at something, you know, it was right at the end of, of 2019, right as we went into 2020, said, all right, we're getting this, you know, I was getting this used vehicle, and we're going to just pull the trigger on it and get it done. I didn't know that about two months later, everything's going to shut down, 
because I'm thinking you can just do this later. And then as we were coming out of that thing, all the prices are going to be jacked up during that on all the used vehicles. It's gonna, the whole landscape's going to change if you can get something. And we got that thing for a really good price, you know, and, and just got it done and taken care of. And I was like, well, that's done. Okay, I got that out of the way. I did what you, you know, that, that, that's done. I, I felt like I acted on what I needed to do. I didn't know that was coming. That seems really natural and mundane, but God knew. There's so many times where I was like, thank God I got that out of the way. It cost me thousands of dollars more to get the same thing. Well, God knows that. And he'll tell you that in any area. Don't go by your understanding. Now, don't go put God's stamp on something you just want to do. But don't dismiss stuff either. It's important to be led. And so as we go into this, this year, don't trust, on your, don't, don't trust in your own understanding. Don't lean on your own understanding. All your ways, keep acknowledging him. No, he's there to guide you in the best pathway for your life. He's watching you. He's observing us. He's there to instruct us. He's there to advise us and watch our progress and keep us going in the right place. You know, okay, watching your progress. Okay, you're ready to take this step now. He'll tell you when you need to take a step. You don't need to take it on your own and go, well, I just want this. I want this next stage. I want it. I want it. Just follow Him He'll bring what needs to be brought into your life at the right time, and it'll be the right thing, not something you made up, not something that you just wanted. It'll be the right thing for your life because it's His plan because He's so faithful and good and merciful, and all through this year, just know He's there. His steady love is there always. And we'll get where we need to go if we'll just acknowledge Him. Amen.